have entered Kindergeist, a horror podcast for kids and ghouls. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the Kindergeist podcast. I'm your host, Sakia, and my co-host is Auntie Xanthi. Um, today we're going to be covering Gretel and Hansel, not Hansel and Gretel, um, but it was directed by Oz, how do I say that? Oh, Oz Perkins. Oz Perkins. Um, it's based on the German fairy tale by the Brothers Grimm. It's originally called Hansel and Gretel, but in this movie, they decided to create it as a horror film and switch it up a bit. The story is way different from the fairy tale. Well, sort of, not really, because there's still a witch involved, but just some of the what the ca- characters did in this movie was quite different from the original yeah. fairy tale. For for you, like, how did you feel about um, the original tale versus the the film? Um, the fairy tale was less horror, so I think that they're both rate would be rated on a different level, and which one is better. I think I like the the fairy tale one better just because it's more that like I grew up with the fairy tale one more. But what about you? I feel like I like this version, uh, uh, the film better because it's a lot darker than the fairy tale, though. The Brothers Grimm always make super dark like fairy tales. Are you familiar with how Disney made everything family friendly from their stories? No, there's this whole world of um, like, for example, Cinderella, the glass slipper, her sister, I believe it's her sister's like cut their toes off to make sure their feet fit into the glass slipper. Oh my god! It's like really, but then Disney kind of made it family friendly and <laughs> because kids don't want to hear about this traumatizing thing. So this one in particular, I like that they went darker with it. Um, I'm trying to think more specifically about, oh, like in the story, there's a mom and dad and the dad is good, but then the mother's super evil. Yeah, because they sent her, well, they sent them out of the woods and just she was just really bad. Yeah, she said something like, um, oh, we don't have enough money to feed everyone. We should just get rid of our kids. <laughs> yeah, so then she like, le- she like literally like abandoned them and then they were like starving and they were trying to look for food and then they find like, the house that like apparently did it did the did um did Hansel say it smells like cake or something when he oh are you talking about the movie yeah yeah um so in the film the house is not made of gingerbread but it smells like it has all that delicious food inside with the window cracked so it kind of referenced it at least yeah this was actually the last movie I saw in the theater Before the pandemic started. That was really cool seeing it on the big screen because I feel like it's a big screen movie. Yeah, I can agree to that. I can see it as a big screen movie just like all the time because it's a good movie that should be shown in theaters more. Well, obviously, it's not out anymore because it's. (laughs) Oh, but that makes me think since you're you, you come of the generation that watches a lot of things on laptops and phones. Like, how do you feel about movie theaters? I think that going to the fit, like physically going to the movie theaters is way better than just watching them on your laptop because it's like not the same. And you're watching on a big screen with high quality speakers. I don't know if it's just me, but whenever I'm done watching the movie, I always get a feeling like I feel like I'm in a di- different dimension or something. Also, that 
Is it called the drive-in movie theater? Well, the one that we went to at Griffith's. Oh, you mean when we watched uh, Josie and the Pussycats? Oh, that was at Synespia. Yeah, the outdoor screening. That was fun. I really like that. That was, you get a whole different experience with the movie theater and different effects than you would at home just watching from your laptop or your phone. Yeah, that's why I feel so strongly about um, keeping movie theaters alive and going to the theater and, you know, spending some money on tickets because a lot of theaters closed down during the pandemic, which is really sad. Right. Yeah. But speaking of like, well, where this whole podcast is about good on Hansel, but I really like the relationship that they had because they would like stick together in the beginning and stuff. Well, it was really sad when, well, I couldn't really understand why she got the black, like, hands and stuff, like, at the end. That just matched um, the witches. Yeah, exactly. Which I was, like, concerned, because what if she's turning into the same thing? Yeah, like, how did you interpret the ending? Well, I was just, like, confused in a way. That's um, one of my favorite things about Oz Perkins. He's one of my favorite directors. Um, Not that he's confusing. Um, but I feel like, like, huh? He just gave a cliffhanger at the end. I feel like his movies are, because the first time I watched The Black Coat's Daughter, I sat there and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to process this entire movie. I feel like it's similar to reading a poem and then figuring out the language and how it makes you feel. But there's always like a strong emotion attached to it. So when I saw the ending for this one, I felt like the witch set her up for this position to take her place. Yeah. And yeah, manipulated her into that whole situation with her brother, knowing what she would do and replace her. And um, as far as the black hands, I think maybe she has the power now, but it's up to her to decide if she's going to go towards the darkness or the light. That's how I interpret it. But that makes sense. Okay, I have a question. How do you feel about uh, what eating the kids and stuff? And like, was it Gretel setting them free? That's yeah, like I think that's my favorite part personally because I thought that it was like really cool. With her killing the witch, she was able to free all those souls of the children that she killed and ate. So it was like a good, like fulfilling end. Well, how do you feel about the witch in general, though? Oh, I love the witch. Like, especially the actress that plays the witch, um, Alice Krieg. Uh, I feel like her character is so, like, so iconic. Like, I really love the way she speaks. And actually, the language of the entire film, I feel like it's so, like, it feels all very fairy tale ish. Yeah. Okay. Personally, I think I like the, like, the way that it was filmed. Like, I like, okay, this is really weird, but I like, I like the filter on the whole movie like the colors yeah like the color palette i love the house too that um the witch has it's like beautiful i love that house i want the house yeah me too much better than the gingerbread house but um how did you feel about the witch since you brought her up so personally i think the the yeah the actress was really good uh she played the part really well she's just kind of annoying like i just get mad you know her in general like how she's a witch and stuff and how she does all these bad things, you know, and kind of annoyed me and how she kind of like what you said, she kind of manipulated um, Gretel. 
how did you feel about um, Gretel, the actress who played Gretel? Oh, she was good. I don't really, I didn't really see her any other movies or any other shows she played in or whatever she played in. But I think that she played this role really well. Like the way that she would like speak. Like, I don't know. It just like really attracted me to the movie. So, yeah. Yeah, she's kind of um horror icon already um, because she was in It. But she's great, though. Um, how did the the music is one of my favorite parts of the film. Like, how did you feel about it? It was okay. Like, it's okay. It's just like not my style. So I can't really I don't really have a say on it. I just. So what what did you like uh, about the film? I like the uh, relationship with uh, the siblings. That's my favorite. Did you feel any um, similarities between you and Zachary, your brother? Uh, oh, that part when she called him a pig. Because you eat like a pig. Oh my gosh, that's I love that part. Wait, that's my favorite scene, I think. Okay, so that that's my, yeah, that's what me and Zachary like relate to, sort of. Because he eats, I think he eats more than me. So like he eats a lot more rice than me. So it's kind of like relatable. So yeah, it's not a bad thing at all. Like Zachary, if you're hearing this, it's not a bad thing. It's just more of like, <laughs> he's a growing boy. Yeah. What did you feel about um, when the witch was telling Gretel things like, oh, your your brother is going to fear you when you grow up? Like, what do you think she meant by that? To be honest, I thought that she was going to change into the witch. And that's why the witch said that's her, which who knows if it's true or not. But, you know. Yeah, it made me think about like how in in the culture, men can fear women's power. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about that in a sibling way. I mean, I don't have any siblings, so I'm wondering if there's some kind of dynamic. What are your like opinions on that? Mm. I mean, I like me and my brother, we kind of just like there's no rivalry between us. We're just like kind of sometimes annoyed at each other. Like, why is it this? So there's nothing really like competition going on or something like feeling threatened about someone else, right? You know, I was going to talk about the parents more because uh, the mom was really bad. And I can't believe someone can be that like mean to your kids, especially if you were the ones to birth them. You literally went through like 18 months of pain just for a band, just to abandon your children. Personally, I think the dad was fine. Oh, well, the the dad was completely removed from the movie. It was in the fairy tale that... Oh, I'm thinking of the fairy tale. Sorry. Yeah, that I felt like it was so uh, nerve wracking when they go to that first area and they find a place to sleep and then it's not safe. And the hunter. Yeah, but even then, I, I remember Gretel saying that she can't really trust anyone. Yeah. And that's kind of like the whole idea around the story is um, don't trust um, people you don't know, especially if they're so giving. I remember that was a big theme in the story, like don't trust people who give gifts and don't trust those who accept them so freely. I think it's trying to just tell you to be careful. Just be careful with the people around you because you never know what can happen. I think. Yeah. OK, I have a question. Who do you think would enjoy this movie? Maybe people who are interested in seeing horror that's not so jump scary. If you like a story that's um, gorgeous to experience and you kind of just feel the journey of the characters mm -hmm. and atmospheric, 
this film is rated PG-13. Um, Personally, I think that people who are new to horror and want to explore their limits with what they can watch. This is definitely a good starter movie, I think. Yeah, because I personally like this slow build style. It almost makes me feel like it's good to pair with um, The Haunting of Hill House, too. Or uh, uh, Haunting of Blind Manor. Like it- I like that. Yeah, it gave the same type of vibes with it. Th- that's what I was trying to explain. It was like so hard to explain that. It's yeah. a good show. But even though my m- mom finished it like when I was sleeping uh, without, you know, telling me what happened, uh, kind of got pissed, but it's okay. Because <laughs> she finished it. Well, she was like, we're going to continue it tomorrow. And I was like, okay. But then she actually finishes it like the whole night. And I was like, can we watch it? And she was like, oh, I actually finished it already. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, I finished it last night. I was like, oh, thanks, mom. <laughs> oh, my dad does that to me all the time. Like we'll be watching a really good show. And if he loves it, I'll be like, okay, we'll watch it tomorrow to continue. And then he'll just stay up until 6 a.m. watching the entire show. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I would like to see a part two of the movie. See how she acts. See what she does. Because like you said, there's two choices in it where you can choose a light or dark. And I want to see what she chooses and which path. I'm thinking about the idea of choosing between light and darkness. And I don't know. Do you feel like when you grow up, you're constantly having to make those choices? Mm, Yeah, it can be hard. But then like depends like you want to either take this route or this route. You know, I want to look for a quote, though. Yes. Okay. So I kind of found this on a website because we are always like, okay, I'm just going to say this like flat out. We all, we are always finding quotes last minute. Like literally we find it like in the middle of our, while we're recording. So, um, but it's very true. We are being truthful. We are seeing the light in things. See? Okay. Anyways. So, um, the witch said this women know things we're not supposed to. I think this means that women know more than anybody else because we are smart and we are wonderful. And this kind of just shows how powerful we are in general. It was just saying how women know more than anyone, know more than anything. And I think that's very true in a way, in a sense. That's how I feel about my mom sometimes. She does know a lot than I would expect. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, she has some kind of mind reading yeah, I think she that's her superpower. Like, I feel like there's a, a kind of mother's instinct where they know things about their kids. I think that um, your mom, she like notices something, never really talks about it first. Well, she sometimes does. But then she like pulls you aside and like talks to you about it and have this conversation. So then you'll learn and then you'll like it will literally like staple into your mind. Like lit- it will give you a tattoo inside your mind. Saying that this happened and you need to don't like don't do it or continue doing it. Like say, like, I don't even know what to I'm not going to give my personal things in this podcast yet. But like, um, even though like I'm not even around her and I think, oh, OK, she won't be able to see me do this. So it doesn't really matter. But then I feel like she's like watching over me thinking like, Zakia, I know you're doing this. And then I'm like, okay, fine. So I do the right thing. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. That, that makes me think of like, yeah, you have the black on your hands and now you, you have uh, choices to make. Cause I feel like I'm 
like our relationship, like I've like I'm really close with you and I haven't had that relationship with a lot of like family your age. And so it's interesting getting to see you grow and then like develop into a teenager and how you've changed since you are six years old and all of that. And kind of seeing how we're all trying to give you the like advice on like the best parts of what we feel is right. Um, Cause we all want the best for you. Like, how does it feel for you though? Like, <laughs> like so many voices coming at you. How do you filter? Oh, I don't really care. I just like do it. It's kind of, I'm kind of used to it by now. So like getting told what to do constantly is fine with me, I guess. But I guess we went on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, sort of with women empowerment and to like parents and stuff and then our family. And then, ah. I guess that fits within Gretel and Hansel though. Yeah, because they're siblings and the family and okay. Thank you guys so much uh, for listening to today's podcast. Make sure you subscribe to Kinder Guys. And add us on Instagram and Twitter. Wait, okay. I, I'm okay. Don't cut this out of the podcast, but this, and please add us on Instagram and Twitter. You mean follow us on Instagram and Twitter? You can't oh, add yeah. someone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Please keep this in the podcast so that it's like funny, but I think, is it funny? I don't know. Whatever. But okay. Um, remember you are loved, you are baddie, and remember to always live on the fright side. Bye.